This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 103. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. On bonus episode 103 we cast our eyes over another new release out at the cinemas at the moment. A movie that is doing the rounds. It's got a bit of buzz against it. It seems to be highly polarising in that a lot of people dig it. A lot of people just flat out don't like it. However the money this movie is generated is eye-watering. It is, of course, the next instalment in the Conjuring universe. It is The Nun. And we will be discussing that after our first break. But before we get into that, as always, at the start of these episodes, I like to kick out a little bit of info as to what is upcoming on Podcast Under the Stairs. This is your third and final episode of the week. Swinging into next week, we will be doing another three episode week. On Monday we drop our new instalment of In Reverence, looking at the movies that shaped my love of horror. On Thursday I'll be returning with another bonus episode, some bonus content for all y'all out there and then on Sunday next week we'll be looking at the next film in the 88 Films Italian Collection series closing out that week. So much content. It is eye-watering the amount of content. It really, really, really is. I love saying eye-watering at the moment because it's a bit chilly in the UK um, and if you're outside for any more than a couple of minutes, the eyes start to water as the cold air hits it. So yeah, we have we have lots of stuff coming up and we are trundling full force towards October where we will be celebrating Bazoween where the Baz has picked five films he feels he should have seen or wants to see in his journey through horror cinema and over those five weeks we will be looking at some bona fide classics and some head scratchers as to why Baz still hasn't seen them when we look at The People Under the Stairs, Poltergeist, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, Salem's Law and closing it out with Suspiria. That's right, just for you all out there. But what I'm going to do just now is I'm going to take a very short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You are also going to hear the trailer for The Nun. And I might bring in some music as well. Why not? Let's get some music in there. We're going to be discussing The Nun when I come back right after this. You're travelling through another dimension. A dimension of not only film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. 
So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break. visions when I was younger and after each one ended 
the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw none. Word of my visions reached the church, and I was asked to accompany a priest to an abbey in Romania. The abbey has a long history. Welcome back. So you just had the trailer for The Nun from 2018. This movie has just come out. I mean, uh, 7th of September, I think, was when it got its UK release. And it was released about the same time in the States. Um, this is the next instalment in the Conjuring universe. Uh, I'm very glad that the internet helped me out to track out when each movie is set. So if you want to know of the wider universe, uh, The Nun is the first movie. Then we have Annabelle Creation. Then we have Annabelle, then we have The Conjuring, then we have The Conjuring 2. That's your order, right? So that's what we're following, right? You need to follow that from start to finish. That is our, um, our spectrum, so to speak, of, of the, the Conjuring universe. Um, obviously, James Wan heavily involved with all of this, uh, being behind the original kind of ideas for uh, The Conjuring and directing. Um, a few instalments in here as well. What's kind of happened in recent times since the shit show that was Annabelle is um, the the kind of franchises have spanned out here into directors that have tended to be um, from the indie persuasion. You know, they've tended to land like a really good movie that's wowed people and then given one of these movies as a next to work on. So in the case of this one, Corin Hardy is our director. He directed a movie called The Hallow, which came out a few years ago. It was an Irish horror film. It was excellent. Really, really enjoyed that. And he's taken up position as director for The Nun. Uh, so let's give you some more information about the movie. Uh, we have uh, D-Man Butcher, um, Tassia Farminga, Jonas Bloquet, Bonnie Ahrens, Ingrid Bisu, Charlotte Hope, Sandra Tellez, August Mutaro, Jack Falk, Lynette Gaza, Annie Salva, uh, Michael Smiley, who I love dearly, uh, does a lot of um, Ben Wheatley movies, uh, Gabriel Downey, uh, David Horowitz, and Tudor Munitow are the, the, the cast here. Um, like I say, director is Corn Hardy. The IMDb synopsis for this movie is a priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows are set to the Vatican to investigate the death of a young nun in Romania and confront a malevolent force in the form 
of a demonic nun. So, um, this is your non-spoiler part of the review. Now, I like to kick these out because this is a movie that's still playing in the cinema when this episode drops. If you have intentions to go and see The Nun, or if you want nothing spoiled at all, now is the point to switch off. You don't even want to hear the non-spoiler review, you want to go in cold, now is the point to switch off. If you are curious, but don't want the movie spoiled, then yes, listen to the first review here. The first part of the review will be non-spoiler, it will wet your whistle uh, as to whether or not I think you should go and check it out. Um, if you've seen the movie, listen to the whole episode. Yeah, follow me right through to the very end and um, see if you agree with me or not. And um, if you don't give a shit, then just do that as well. Just listen right through. Don't give a fuck, and then listen to the whole episode as well. I will kick out the spoiler warning when I am spoiling this movie. So be warned, ladies and gents. Be warned. So um, this one was, to be honest, I, I've seen, like I said in the intro, um, I mean, the movie's done a lot of money. It's done very, very well. Um, and no doubt there will be another in The Conjuring universe whether it's a conjuring 3 or you know a spin-off with uh you know another nun movie it tends to be that there's a conjuring movie something in that conjuring movie sparks another installment of a new horror franchise somewhere um, so the nun spun out of the second conjuring movie where annabelle sprung out of the first Conjuring movie. So if they do a Conjuring 3, cynically I would say keep your eyes peeled in there for whatever the next kind of intellectual property that could potentially be another horror movie will spin out of. Um, so yeah, did a lot of money. Uh, has been getting pretty, pretty fairly trashed by um, kind of paid critics. Now when I say paid critics, I mean critics who do it for a living, not as in someone has paid them to trash it. Uh, horror fans seem to be a bit down the middle. I have plenty of horror uh, podcasting friends who have enjoyed this movie. I know just as many who did not enjoy this movie. Weirdly enough, I land somewhere in between it all. Uh, I'm on the fence on this one in that there was quite a few things that I did like about this movie. There's a lot, however, that upon further thought and reflection has kind of left me a bit sour on it. Uh, my grade will reflect that. So if I'm talking about what the movie does well, um, I like the cast, actually, minus a character known as Frenchie, who I think is a horrible character, um, one that is neither funny, um, uh, neither funny nor well played, and it was surprising how all that turned out, we'll, we'll swing into that at the, at the spoiler part. Uh, Tassima Flamingo is phenomenal actress anyway, I really love her, I love her stuff that she did in things like American Horror Story, it's great seeing her on the big screen, there is an innocence about her face that I quite believe um, could be this young girl that's wanting to try and become a nun, um, our main priest here is fine, uh, the, the actress that plays the nun is very tall and intimidating, that's all she really needs to do and she kind of does it well, um, so yeah, from that point I think the casting's pretty good. Uh, I love the setting. I think the setting is really, really awesome. It, there's, it evokes kind of memories of kind of hammer horror and its gothic setting, as well as just genuinely, I like things that are in creepy old gothic buildings or, you know, out in the woods. You know, you tend to get my interest piqued if you're doing that in your movie. I like some of the scares, actually. This movie leans a bit more heavily into kind of jump scare territory than you would imagine. Um, even compared to some of the other uh, Conjuring universe titles this one really kind of leans into it 
um, but done in a quite clever way so it's not as abrasive as some other kind of modern horror movies it, it kind of plays its hard hand quite well um, and there are a couple of false setups to jump scares that I think work really 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 well um, and yeah I think the movie is about an hour and a half and that is the perfect running time for a movie about a you know, possessed demon um, who is is on on the planet here trying to take over in the shape of a nun. I think, yeah, you've handled that quite well when you put it out in an hour and a half. That is a movie that I will sit through. Um, so those are the positives. Negatives. Um, I think it's really poorly written, actually. I think um, the, the story is border, borderline tedious generic. Um, and that I knew exactly where this whole movie was going all the way right through it. Uh, there was one reveal right at the very end that did kind of surprise me and it was more down to my feeling memory than anything else. But yeah, the, the dialogue in this movie is not great. The story in this movie is not great and they try and shoehorn it in quite tightly in here and I don't necessarily think that works all that well. Um, I think there is an over-dependency on CGI in this movie, and I usually let CGI go, but I think where you are introduced to the nun character in the Conjuring movies in a really creepy way, which plays with light shadow, um, a painting, uh, I think all that was done really, really, really well. I think in this movie, we really lean into the the kind of CGI over the top nature of this this demonic entity in a way which I think didn't work all that well at all. Um, there are some really cool practical effects in this movie though which kind of balance it out but the CGI was kind of deplorable in parts um, so much so that I think this will age very quickly very soon. Very similar to like a movie like Slenderman where I think I'm looking at the CGI just now thinking I can already noticeably tell this is CGI which means that within two three years with the technology going the way it does um, it's going to it's going to show. It's also worth saying that I saw this movie in an Alamo Draft House in the States in 4K. And I don't think the 4K did it like justice in terms of it really does make CGI stand out as a bit computer gamey in parts. I think if you were watching this maybe in a standard cinema, it might not stand out as bad, but certainly was noticeable to myself. Um, so yeah. I think when you balance it up, I think the score was actually at times perfect and at other times slightly over the top in a way which was a little bit cringy as well and that I think sometimes when they were hammering the, you know, the ah! kind of stuff, it worked great and then there was other times it was coming and I was like, yeah, there's too much dramatic music here going on for what is actually happening on the screen. Let's rein that back in. Let's rein it back in a little bit. I also don't necessarily like the fact that the movie doesn't necessarily have stakes and this is my issue with a lot of these prequels, it's the same issue that I swing out to the Insidious movies, um, I already know that the nun ends up, you know, kind of trapped per se if you've watched The Conjuring 2, in that when we get to watch this movie and you know the, the threat of the nun taking over the world is negated because I know that didn't happen because I've seen The Conjuring 2. So if you go going blind and this is the only one you've seen, I think the stakes are a bit higher than if you've been following the, the kind of universe right through. It's my same issue that I have with the Insidious movies. You can't tell me that Lynch is a character in peril when I know for a fact that there are movies set after the one she's in that she's alive. And you know, I just, it, you know, I, I don't understand why there's a need to do this now. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm very much, that's my, that's my stance on it. Um, overall, if I was to give it a grade, I think I come down at a 3. Now, originally when I walked out the cinema, it was a 3.5. 
Um, and like I say, I've thought about it a bit more and some of the things that we'll discuss in the spoiler section really did make me think, actually, that's bad writing. Um, or why have we done it that way and that uh, is not befitting of what we're doing in the movie and as a result it comes down as a 3 um, it's a good movie it's not a great movie uh, it's not one that I think I'll rush out to watch again to be honest with you unless I do another kind of retrospective on the Conjuring universe it's not one that I'll rush back and check out uh, truth be told out of that whole kind of series of movies um, the only one that I really, really like is Annabelle Creation. Weirdly enough, it's the only one that I can hang my hat on and say, that's a movie that I really enjoyed. Um, the Conjuring movies have, over time, just not not stuck with me at all. Uh, and that first Annabelle movie is like, it, so bad. Um, it, it's quite scary. So, yeah, so there we go. That is your non-spoiler review of The Nun. Um, so are you ready? Because we're going to kick off and do some spoiler territory right now and this is your last warning. If you want to watch The Run, um, please go away and do that and then come back and check out what I'm saying. I am spoiling that movie as of now. So the big reveal in this movie is that the convent and the nuns work in um, is the site of uh, like an ancient castle where a guy was trying to pull a demon out of the ground through a hell mouth, so to speak and um, this was stopped by the Vatican using the blood of Christ and the nuns have remained ever present and vigilant carrying out the same prayers over and over again to stop the evil coming back which was held in place until some bombs fell during the Second World War and uh, it's worth saying as well this is set in Romania and yeah the evil is now loose um, it plays with time in a clever way which I quite enjoy uh, we have our main priest who works as a kind of paranormal investigator for the, the Vatican um, who is told to seek out this young girl who hasn't done her vows yet but is training to be a nun. Uh, she has visions. Uh, it's why she's been told to go along with him. She has visions and her visions tend to prove to be true. They head off there. When they arrive in um, Romania, they come across this guy called Frenchy who, like I said before, is a character that I just found wholly obnoxious. He is the comic relief, quote-unquote, in this movie and he's not very good at it either. The only thing worse than his jokes is his faux French-Canadian accent, which is terrible. Absolutely, someone should have been shot for this. Um, it is not, not good at all. Um, and the three kind of make their way through their, the workings of their, their time at the convent. Um, ultimately, all manner of weird spooky things happen. Um, there is a reveal that basically everything they see are apparitions, visions that she's seen. Uh, all the nuns had died once before, and the nun that killed herself at the beginning of this movie um, is an, a nun who was the last one left, and she did this so the Varric, the nun demon itself, would not take over her soul. So yeah, there you go. That's kind of the, the main setup to the movie. Um, what this movie kind of does in terms of, like I said before, badly sets up certain things. I mean, really badly set up, set up certain things. Uh, and the poor writing situation is, for example, there are, there's one really spooky scene where a priest ends up, he's outside, he's walking along, he gets a scare, he falls into an open grave, which then, you know, buries him over. Now, for some inexplicable reason, the, the gravestone betrays his name, which then disappears for no reason at all, so I don't know its purpose. I mean, is it just for the audience? Maybe, but why? Why? I don't, I don't get that. The priest can't see it. The audience do see it, but then it's not there. So why is it on the screen? Really didn't like that. Um, then the fact that the girl 
has a vision but doesn't have a vision but then all of a sudden realises that he's buried alive and finds him. It's poorly explained where other parts of the movie are really well explained. There's this repeating motif of Mary will point the way which reveals this Indiana Jones-esque national treasure reveal which I thought was kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Like overall in a movie which has spent a bit of time crafting a bit more I felt like the conceit of that part was kind of dumb. Um, I didn't really understand there wasn't enough given behind this kind of the to me what was more interesting was how the church knew about this girl's special power how they know so like they clearly knew bits about Varric that they weren't passing out and that was the bit that was more interesting to me I want to know more about what's happening in the Vatican um, I found that the the main priest the kind of priest researcher uh, paranormal investigator sort of dude it was a kind of cool character and he's basically a cookie cutter version of other ones we've seen before where they've watched a movie like The Exorcist or more recently a movie like The Borderlands which is a phenomenal movie which does a lot of what we see here a lot better I'm afraid. Um, yeah, when, when we pepper in some of the, the kind of special effects as well, I, I kind of started to, to unravel for me. There was no real justification for what was happening here and if it was as simple as the the get rid of the nun in this movie I don't understand why it's so you know why it's so difficult for the nuns to have done what they did so you swing all that in together it gets kind of frustrating it gets kind of weird it gets kind of you know this could have been written better and I get the feeling that this was probably a rushed writing um, room that, that, that crafted all this together uh, I also think when we jump back a little bit and take a look at the, the bigger picture, like I said before, it doesn't necessarily make sense why... It doesn't make sense why you would do this as the prequel um, in this sort of setting and have it stuck in this convent. I think it links into Annabelle Creation where we actually see like a vision of our, um, our nun in a picture, so that I, I like the idea that they're linking up all these stories, but I don't necessarily think they link them up all that well. And also, what they've done is they've kind of killed off this franchise now. The nun seem to be the most powerful of all the the creatures out there, and it's a one and done movie. I can't see them bringing this back, and if they bring it back, I, I don't have a fucking clue how you do it unless you go further back, and then that just compounds the issues that I have overall with the movie uh, and that if you give me another prequel well I know how this story plays out so I'm not interested um, yeah it was kind of frustrating that way like I say there are bits that I did really like I think uh, Flamingo's character on the screen is brilliant she, like, she really does have an innocence about her there's a scene where she's being whipped and stuff getting carved into her back by a ghost entity this you know giant pentagram which I think she plays really 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 well Um and yeah, I would love to have seen more of that character. And we spend a bit of time with her, but she's mostly getting ragdolled about the place. The the priest that's doing the research, uh, the kind of paranormal investigator, inspector, priest man, um, is brilliant. He's a really, really interesting character, but seems to be fairly clueless throughout most of this movie, which, why is he the guy then? Um, he's out his depth really really quickly in this movie and I don't understand he, how he's the guy the Vatican sends in that kind of confused me as well I think there's a bit of maybe rushed writing there as well the movie looks really really nice though um, there's clearly been a bit of money spent into it it's done phenomenal business and I mean it's kind of standard popcorn horror fear 
goes, it's, I mean, it's a decent enough movie. It just didn't do as much as I was hoping it would do with a property that I thought from The Conjuring 2 movie that was actually the best bit. Um, I was kind of hoping for more. There are many jokes to the nun looking like Marilyn Manson. It's true. She kind of looks a bit like Marilyn Manson. But yeah, overall, it was just... It's just a middle-of-the-road movie. There's not enough in here for me to be venomous and hateful towards it, but there certainly isn't enough for me to be singing from the rooftops about it either. Uh, yeah, and with that in mind, it's a three, three out of five from this guy. Okay, I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show, and I'm doing it right after this. Most time, bitches. Only three more weeks till Bazoween. The biological clock is ticking. Be in front of your podcast listening devices for the sexy horrorthon, and remember the big fingering at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your regulation podcast under the stairs crotchless undergarments. The biological clock is ticking. It's almost time to get fingered. listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 103 with a review of The Nun. Spoiler and non-spoiler in there. And there you go, my grade 3 out of 5 for that movie. Interested to see where this franchise goes next. Like I say, my guess would be another Conjuring movie to set up another spin-off. Because that's how Hollywood works, ladies and gents. That is how Hollywood works. This is your last episode of the week, which means tomorrow I return with In Reverence. Another look at the movies that shaped my love of horror. And you've got another two episodes next week coming up as well, so get yourself ready. There's a multitude of ways to check out the podcast under the stairs. As always, I say check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across and subscribe to that feed. You get the episodes as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of T-Putt's content. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Ratings are super important. The more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes charts we push for people to check us out. If it's five stars, for example, that just elevates us for when people are searching for horror podcast content. Also, leave us a review. Super quick and easy to do. Tell the people out there why you like listening to the show and you never know, they might come across and like it too. Um, it takes seconds for you to do, doesn't cost anything and it means the world to us. 
you can also do a little bit of word of mouth just tell someone who listens to podcasts to check out podcasts under the stairs got a friend that loves horror but doesn't listen to podcasts recommend the show out even download an episode on their listening device for them you're taking the heavy lifting off get them to check it out recommend your favorite episode to them as a starting point and ladies and gents that is how you do word of mouth you can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app. Visit our website, it's tputzcast.com. You can click the merch tab there or go directly to our merch page, which is tputzcast.bigcartel.com. You can buy posters and enamel pins and within the next month, a raft of new merch is coming. So get yourself ready to splurge. Treat yourself. You're worth it. You're worth it. Um, also... You can check out our Facebook group pages. We have a group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputzcast. Um, well, that's a community page. It's where we post things about the show. Uh, we chat about movies we're watching. We have memes, trailers, music sometimes, uh, bazisms. There's a ton of shit going on over there. Come across and join that group. Or come across our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash teaputzcast. That's where the live streams happen. The Thursday Thursdays, it's linked to our Instagram and our merch will be posted on that page as well. You can also interact with the Baz and the Twin Prongs or social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teaputzcast. There we go. Three episodes down this week. I hope you are having a great time out there, ladies and gents. Thank you for all the support. We have smashed this month and we're only halfway through it, which blows my mind. We've still got some months left to go. Some phenomenal content with the Baz on Bazoween in less than a month. Are you ready? I don't think you are. But wherever you are, wherever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. (laughs) 